Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, everybody. This is Helen Johannesson. I'm your host. This is Wine Face, a podcast that's breaking down the ins and outs of wine into digestible little segments so that it's not intimidating and feels approachable. I am the owner of a wine shop that is in Los Angeles. We have two locations. They're inside of a restaurant called John and Vinny's, all of which I own with my business partners, John Shook, Vinny Tolo. Shout out, y'all. But this is Wine Face. It's the pod, man. And if you want to follow along, you can find me on Instagram at Helen's Wines. You want to get the 411, blow it up, go to my website, helenswines.com. Today, we've done like a baby dive into this topic, but... Thanksgiving is right around the corner. And instead of doing a vague, like, these are my top wines for Thanksgiving, which I probably will do, and you can see it on Instagram, I'm going to talk about my favorite Thanksgiving wine, my favorite area where I always serve these wines for Thanksgiving because they're bomb.com. We're talking about Beaujolais. And what is Beaujolais known for? My BFF grape, Gamay. If you know me, you know I love Gamay fact. Gamay to me is such a perfect red wine. It goes with food. It's enjoyable alone. It's so, so amazing. And you know, the story, the history, the history, I'm just kidding. The history of Gamay and me, or myself and Gamay, me, myself, and I and Gamay. Uh, the history of myself and this grape is I used to think it was all only about Beaujolais Nouveau. And I think a lot of people have that misconception. They think it's just Beaujolais Nouveau this, Beaujolais Nouveau that. I mean, when I was coming up in the wine ranks 10 years ago, there were a few dope Beaujolais on my map, but all I thought was like, the only things I'd see is like, Georges de Bouff, Beaujolais Nouveau. Now, let's just start with what Beaujolais Nouveau is, because it's actually not the historic wine of Beaujolais. It was something that came to be in like the 1950s. And honestly, like anything that most people know, it's all marketing dollars behind it. Heavy amounts of marketing over 30 years. That's why everybody knows Beaujolais Nouveau. And when I first started talking about Beaujolais in the restaurants or serving a Beaujolais, the reaction from a lot of people was like, I really don't like that stuff. But they were talking about Beaujolais Nouveau. Now, 
It's all about the third Thursday in November in France is uh, signified to celebrate the harvest. It's also the first day that it's legal to sell current vintage, like current, that harvested gamay. Beaujolais Nouveau is a quick fermentation. It has no aging. So literally they've picked the grapes in like September or early October. They've done a fermentation and they have barely let the wine settle or age. And then it's bottled and that is Beaujolais Nouveau. So this year, when you have a Beaujolais Nouveau, it will be the 2019. Like it'll be current vintage, which is absolutely mind boggling. And it always is that way. And these are wines that are fresh. The whole folklore around it is that like the streets run red with Beaujolais Nouveau, which it's basically baby gamay that hasn't quite formed itself yet. But that's what Beaujolais Nouveau is. And when you start there, it helps understand. It still helps me understand and helps us talk about how Beaujolais has been misunderstood for a long, long time. But what has helped redefine Beaujolais? For sure, it's the advent of the natural wine movement. Because little do most people know that in the 1950s, Beaujolais was the area with a group of winemakers led by Marcel Lapierre who started talking about natural winemaking. They were talking about this is the way that Beaujolais has been made in the past and should be made in the future. Now, Beaujolais, abstract concept. Where is this place? It's in France. I like to think of Beaujolais as like the coattails of Burgundy. So it's south of Burgundy and has a little bit of that geological trailing, but less of a limestone influence, except in a few speckled parts. And it kind of moves, it's about seven or seven to nine miles long. It kind of moves north to south in a shape that's similar to the shape of the state of California, but nowhere near as big, but sort of like that rectangular-ish chunk sort of migrating south. Now, the special thing about Beaujolais that most people don't understand, and that's why we're breaking down Turkey Day Beaujolais 411 for you, is it's all about the top part of Beaujolais. There's a big chunk, like more than half of Beaujolais at the bottom is dominated by Beaujolais AOC. It's more of a village level Beaujolais. It's a vast area. So you'll see a lot of like more thin, less special, less interesting gamets produced there. A lot of the Beaujolais Nouveau comes from there, but then also just some like AOC Beaujolais village, right? Like village level. What I'm talking about are the 10 crew Beaujolais. So within the overall area of Beaujolais, there's 10 special little zones, aka little towns that are clustered more towards the top and they're all clumped together. And those are referred to by the AOC and by wine professionals as the crew Beaujolais. And when I tell people to drink Gamay from Beaujolais, I'm always like, got to get one of the 10 crews, stick with a crew. And how you identify those is how so many wines from France are identified. It's by the village is what's written on the label. So it's not going to say Gamay. It's most likely going to say the name of one of the 10 crew villages, one of the 10 areas. And those villages are from north to south, Julianas, Saint-Amour, Chana, Moulin-Avant, Fleury, Cherube, Morgan, Regny, Beaujau, and Bruy or Cote de Bruy because it's kind of two areas. 
Technology is crazy. I mean, I think it literally makes so many aspects of life way easier, which is why you got to know about this new company called, well, I don't know if they're new, but it's new to me. It's called Zola. And it's a wedding company that literally does it all. A million couples have used Zola. That's how legit it is. And it seems like it's the easiest way to plan your wedding and register. So you start with the free wedding website. It's super easy. You can customize it. You can choose from a bunch of different designs they have. You can add photos about you and your partner, accommodations info, recommendations for out-of-towners, all the things that you don't really want to answer, but your website can answer. It's so convenient. You add your registry to the wedding website, get the info, and people can buy gifts all in the same exact place. It's pretty awesome. And speaking of the wedding registry, they just lay it out beautifully. It's the only place, as I said before, that you can register for honeymoon funds and gift cards along with physical gifts. It's like a one-stop shop. There's So many designs, styles, colors, themes. The prices are amazing. You can build a whole entire suite around your wedding from save the dates, invites. They literally do it all. You also get free envelopes, free guest addressing, and free online RSVP. I mean, you can order a free sample pack today. Pretty amazing. Zola for the win if you are tying the knot. So for this special experience. Build your free website on Zola and get $50 towards your registry. That is an offer to you, wine face people. So build your free wedding website on Zola and get $50 towards your registry. Go to www.zola.com backslash wine face and get started today. That is www.zola.com backslash wine face and get started today. I know if I was getting married, I'd use Zola for real. Keep it all organized in one place. Now back to our show. Hey, this is Alexis Haynes. Join me every Monday for a new episode of my podcast, Recovering from Reality. Whether you're on the road to recovery, seeking self-care techniques for surviving the capitalist machine, or just need a moment to remember that you're not alone in your loneliness, I'm here to deliver intimate conversations and expert insights to empower you on the road towards authentic wellness. So are you ready to recover from reality? So those are the 10 crew Beaujolais. Now, some of them are more famous than others. They are ranging in size, like Morgan is huge and Shana is really small, but they all, what's so fascinating about why these different areas were carved up is because they all express the same exact grape, Gamay, in different ways, which is absolutely mind-boggling. So let's take a step back. What WTF is Gamay? So Gamay, as a grape varietal, has been mentioned since the 1500s as a grape. It was widely popular because it's really easy to grow higher yields of it. 
unlike Pinot Noir, which is a little more finicky, people love Gamay. So much so that like there were some people throughout time who've been like, you may not grow Gamay at all. And we outlaw it. It is not worthy of our wine. But now Gamay is back in its cozy little place. It's related to a grape called Valdigi. Valdigi is also known as Napa Gamay. But Gamay is thought to be an early ripening clone of Pinot Noir. So people also love Gamay because you can pick it two weeks prior to Pinot Noir. So similar when people ask me for Pinot Noir and they don't have a big budget per bottle, a lot of times I ask them if they've had Gamay and if they'd be interested in trying it because it's a little bit more approachable price point sometimes. And they're both thin skin grapes producing light, more cherry driven wines that are pretty fresh and very pleasing. The other unique factor about Beaujolais is that they really set the stage for a winemaking technique called carbonic maceration. (laughs) Now, carbonic maceration was made really famous by Beaujolais, but it's basically whole grape fermentation in a carbon dioxide rich environment. Now, what exactly does that mean? It means that Instead of picking the Gamay grapes and pressing them immediately and allowing that juice in the skins to ferment, it takes all the Gamay grapes, it keeps them whole, puts them into a vat or a, you know, like a big container and they seal it and it allows for the weight of the grapes to press themselves all within a CO2 rich environment. So the process of fermentation starts while the berry is whole. And the result of that is uh, buoyant, more juicy, more vibrant, kind of light, fresh, like tonic, delicious red wine. Some other winemakers in other parts of the world employ carbonic maceration as a technique to sort of put forth uh, a certain vibe, certain je ne sais quoi, but for the most part, it's most famously done in Beaujolais. Now, the key to using carbonic maceration is to not overdo it. And some people, if you do if you do like 100% carbonic maceration, it can create wine that has like a banana-like scent and sort of flavor, bubblegummy. It's taken it too far. My favorite Beaujolais are when there's an employment of like 50% carbonic maceration. And now there are also some producers in Beaujolais who are old school and they do not employ any carbonic maceration. They are making wine from Gamay, but in more of a Burgundian style. And those wines taste very different. They're less fruit driven. They're more minerally. They're delicious. Jean-Paul Brun is probably the best example that comes to mind. Very classic, very lean, but pretty expressions. So what's crazy about Beaujolais is that each area, each of these 10 crew Beaujolais are so distinctly defined by what type of soil the vines are planted in. So let's just break down each one just to give you an idea. I mean, the overwhelming composition composition of the soil in Beaujolais is for the most part, granite is a common denominator. And there's also a good amount of volcanic influence because there used to be activity in this area. Let's start with the most volcanic, explosive of them all. There's Brui, which was formerly a volcano. It's like a now defunct volcano, has very steeply sloping hills. It causes for a lot of issues with planting, some erosion, um, but it's full of 
this blue volcanic diorite rich like soil and stones. They're literally blue and it has a lot of schist and granite mixed in with it. I, I love wines from Brewery. Some of them can pack more of like a violet, darker fruit punch, but like not fruit punch, but a fruit punch. Uh, they're really, really beautiful. Next up, Fleury, which is really well known for the pink granite that's all up in this zone. And it makes the most beautiful feminine airy wines. I love Fleury. It's it's one of my favorite. St. Amour is an area you won't see that often. Uh, it's high up in altitude. So the wines are often a lighter expression of Gamay and clay and loam soils are majority of what you find. And there's a lot of schist and granite as well. Again, granite, common denominator. Then there's Shana, which has lots of dark and dense forests dominating the area. So it's a pretty exclusive zone because you can't make, it's not, there's no vines all over the place. There's a small production in one area, one side of Shanaas. And it has coarse and sandy soils of mostly granite and the Gamay grapes that grow there just absolutely love it. They're in seventh heaven. Then we have Julianas, um, which is a ranging terroir that can be different from one spot to the next, depending on the direction that the vineyards face. Um, but there's every soil type from granite to alluvial deposits to sand. Julianas personally is one of my favorite areas, but you don't see a lot of it as well, like Saint Amour. It's it's kind of uncommon, but when you have the wines, they are just this like captured beauty in a bottle. It's really, really romantic. Probably the most well-known area is a place called Morgan, and it's fairly large, and it's really, really well-known. It's probably the biggest Cru Beaujolais. It's really well-known for one area called the Hill of the Côte de Pie. And the Côte de Pie is most famous. It's got a beautiful south-facing slope, and you'll see it called out on the label. Like if Jean Foyard, he's a winemaker who has like some of the best vineyards on the middle of the Côte de Pie hill and he'll label his wine Morgan and underneath he'll write Côte de Pie just to highlight this special area within it. There are six separate climates just in the south of Morgan. So again, a varying zone of climate and soil, but it's also a place that is rich in magnesium and granite. Holler, granite for your girl, granite and gamay. Moulin Avant is uh, the last area I'll talk about. The other two are not as commonly seen in the United States, but so I feel like focusing on these one, two, three, eight or, or seven are really important, but it's mostly pink granite. And this area can achieve really, really high altitude. So the grapes can come out very lean and minerally, but it has granite-based soils. <laughs> surprise, surprise. And it's also all about that pink granite. So it's pretty much amazing. And this area is actually dates back to like the 1500s. So it was one of the first areas where, and even before that, Romans planted vines in Moulin Avant. So kind of the history of Beaujolais really begins in Moulin Avant. But why, so, and the classic pairing for Gamay, for a lot of people, and it's not just me, I'm not just like, Gamay for Thanksgiving, what a revelation. This is a very classic pairing. And in this case, I'm like, don't break what isn't broken. Like, don't try and fix it with some other crazy twist. 
the cherry bouquet and the lightness and you can serve these chill just goes so, 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 so well with turkey. Goes really well with chicken. Goes really well with fowl in general. And I feel like when you're eating Thanksgiving, it's an indulgent meal. You have stuffing, you got gravy all over the place. You got yams, you got whatever your Thanksgiving go-tos are because that could be a whole separate conversation. Gamay cuddles up with them and like guides that process along in one of the most elegant ways. And it also isn't so full bodied that it weighs you down and makes you feel heavy. It's a wine that you could drink all day if that's your MO. There's also some sparkling chilled reds that I recommend for cooking time, but it's literally the perfect wine. It's lower in alcohol. It's juicy. It's dry. It's fresh. It's it's just like, yo, wild turkey, what's your name? But that is a little behind the scenes about where Gamay got its fame. It is grown in other areas. You will find Gamay grown in the Loire Valley. Again, in California, there's a grape called Valdegui, which is very, very similar. It's also got the moniker Napa Gamay. But mostly you want to focus on Beaujolais. And within Beaujolais, you want to focus on those 10 crews. All about that granite. What, what? This is Helen. This is Wine Face. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please, if you did, if you liked it, if you're like, yo, this Thanksgiving, I'm going to buy some Gamay and get crazy with it. Please subscribe, rate, and review this episode. Also, I am going to list some of my favorite Gamays in the show notes in case you need some guidance. And if you're not in Los Angeles, it's okay. We got you. Just a little hot tip from me to you is our wine club is now shipping national. That's right. You can join the wine club from any state in the United States and we will send it to you along with descriptions that I write about the wines, why I'm into them, food and wine pairings, what temperature to serve the wine at. It's a vibe. Last but not least, if you want to follow along with me, I'm on Instagram at Helen's Wines or check out our website, helenswines.com. Later, y'all. Gamay forever.